in a world where Mondays are taken over by a machine. Welcome to Machine Mondays. Hello, 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 Machiniacs and Shmodown fans, and welcome to another episode of Machine Mondays. I'm Janine the Machine, and first off, as usual, I gotta give a huge thank you to David B for creating this awesome track for me, the official machine theme. Thank you so much, David B. And if you want to check him out, you can find him at David B Music21 on Twitter. Also gotta give a huge thank you to Kevin the Smasher Smets for that awesome voice intro. I love it so much. And if you want to say hey to Kevin, send him some love, some positive vibes, check out his awesome Star Wars Kotor movie, you can find him on Twitter at Kev Smets. But let's get into today's episode. Tons of matches to discuss, a big pay-per-view I actually got to be uh, there live for. So we are going to break it all down. Talk about how I'm feeling as this tournament heats up. So yeah, it's going to be a fun little chat today. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, so we start things off with a, a Star Wars match between Laura Kelly and Gold Leader. Was really excited for this one. I really wanted to see Laura just get back on that road to a belt. But Gold Leader is a tough competitor and he just smiles all the way through it while kicking so much ass. So I um, was definitely curious to see how this one was going to go. Um, so Gold Leader, he does lead. Uh, he goes perfect plus the bonus, making it 11 to 8. Uh, going into that second round, he does defer to Laura. She gets Return of the Jedi, but decides to spin away to A New Hope. And she sweeps. She goes perfect, but she does have to check to multiple choice on the fourth question. Uh, Gold Leader gets Revenge of the Sith, and he goes perfect as well, not checking down at all. So it's now 21 to 17. Uh, Gold Leader still in the lead going into that final round. Uh, Laura, she gets her two in Who Said It. She gets that correct. Her uh, three is in Star Wars Underworld, also correct. Bouncing it back to Gold Leader, who gets his two in Jedi Order, correct. But this is actually the first time he really seems unsure. Like, he usually is very confident in his answers. He doesn't really take that long to think about things. He seems like he just knows it. Uh, so this was kind of the first time I've seen him really have to think and take his time. He used two repeats, um, and he felt kind of unsure on this one. But he does end up getting it correct. Uh, so then Laura gets her five in Return of the Jedi. And she ends up missing it, giving Gold Leader the win. Uh, so definitely just was hoping for a turn there at the end. Just seeing him kind of be a little bit shaken on that two-point question. I thought, oh, wow. Like, maybe there are some chinks in this armor here that she can get through and pull off the win. But turns out he was just too much and uh laura just couldn't get that five uh so she is out of the star wars tournament really disappointed to see that um because i love ladies kicking ass in the game so just a bummer to not see her move forward but congrats to gold leader he has been very impressive in the star wars sphere uh, so then we get into a really fun match. The Untouchables, a brand new team of Drew McWeenie and Paige Fabretti going up against Danger Zone. Uh, ben Bateman and Dan Merle. Danger Zone has not had the best season. Uh, so I was really curious to see how they were going to be doing in this tournament. If they're going to go on a run. 
uh, or they're just going to kind of trip again. Um, Because, yeah, they just, you know, for that being such an epic combination of like former champions and everything like that, um, I was really just interested to see like that they just were not having a stellar season. So, yeah, definitely um curious to see how they do going through this tournament so they do play this brand new team in the untouchables um it is actually 11 to 16 danger zone leading uh going into the second round dan is the only one to go perfect plus the bonus and the thing it happened again the thing i bring up all of the time i am just waiting i've got an itchy trigger finger for a competitor that i that faces me that does not verbalize their answer they just show their board. They try to give a cute little funny answer. And then I will be ready to call them on that shit. Ben did that in this round one. Uh, they get that question about what movie has characters like Beanie and Frank the Tank. And Ben just holds up his board and starts chanting Frank the Tank, Frank the Tank. And it says old school, the right answer, but he does not verbalize it. He just does his little Frank the Tank chant. They get, award him the points and they move forward. It clearly states at the rules at the start, you must say and show your answer. He just showed his answer. He did not say it. So the fact that the people running the match don't say anything, it's a rule. And it's not even like a rule book rule. So like if you didn't read the rule book or you missed something or you forgot something, it's in a rule book. It's not something that you see that you hear at the start of every single match. Why are they not calling people out on this? That's why I'm just waiting to pounce on somebody. So, you know, I'm pretty sure my fellow competitors do not listen to this show for the most part. Anybody who would face me does not listen to Machine Mondays. Uh, So, you know, but if you do, then no, you need to show your answer and say your answer. Because if you don't say it and you try to be cute, the machine's going to call you on it because that drives me nuts. So Ben does that and oh gosh, I would have loved to be playing in that match to call his ass out because what are they going to do? This is a rule that is stated at the start of every single match. (laughs) Drives me nuts. So yes, I'm so bummed that I was not playing him to call his ass out on that. Uh, So 11 to 16 danger zone leading uh, going into that final round. See, I got myself so irritated. I said final round, the second round. <laughs> uh, so second round, Untouchables, they go first. They spin Emily Blunt uh, and they sweep. They go completely perfect. Then Danger Zone, they get 90s. They spin again to get Spinner's Choice and they go with Ice Cube, a surprising pick. And they uh, also go perfect. Uh, it is 28 to 23, uh, Danger Zone leading Paige, she takes the two in Thriller. She gets it correct. McWeeny takes the three in Classics. He gets it correct. Ben gets the two in Will Smith correct. Uh, the Untouchables then end up missing their five in Disaster, giving Danger Zone the win. Not sure about this team of the Untouchables. Paige and uh, Drew just didn't seem like they had that the best of chemistry. Um, they didn't seem like they were really on the same page. No pun intended. And I don't know, like, they just didn't seem like they gelled. I don't know that their balance of knowledge feels well-rounded because McQueenie was missing quite a bit in that first round. Uh, Paige was kind of carrying that first round. So I don't know if it was kind of 
just kind of where the question sat for him or what, but then just kind of even in their answering just felt kind of sloppy. But that's going to happen with any new team, you know, those growing pains of getting to know each other and all of those things, especially when it's a situation where you're not in the same location. Like me and Jacoby had to kind of work and really kind of build up our rapport um, and friendship and chemistry uh, before we came out as a team. So definitely something to work on for them. I think they played great uh, for being a brand new team, but it just something about it just didn't seem like it had the best chemistry for me. Um, So danger zone played great and they will move forward. So we'll see if they can keep up this momentum uh, going through the rest of the team's tournament. Then we have uh, David Del Rio versus James White. Uh, really excited to see James play again. It had been a while and I really love Del Rio. I feel like he's a very underrated player. Um, and he always looks so nice and sharp and, uh, uh, I love his look. So, um, yeah, always great to see him play and yeah, great to see James play. It feels like it's been a while since we've seen him. Uh, so, uh, it is five to seven James leading really dominant in this whole match. In fact, um, James leading, uh, by two going into the second round, uh, he does defer to Del Rio who gets dramas and he decides to stick with it. He sweeps, but he does have to check to multiple choice on the last two questions. Uh, James, he spins opponent's choice um, and he is uh, stuck with Reese Witherspoon, but he actually does pretty well. Uh, he gets the first question correct, misses the second on multiple choice, but David does not pick up that steal. And then he gets the last two. And those were pretty tough questions, like directors about movies that she w- w- was in about by directors that like aren't really well-known directors. So uh, definitely some really tough questions there, but he did really great. Uh, so it is 13 to 11, James leading going into that final round. Uh, David gets his two in comedies, correct. James gets his two in thrillers, correct. David gets his three in 2000s, correct. James misses his three in musicals, so he has to get that five. He has his five in remakes and reboots. And uh, after just really long thinking, he really pulls it out right at the very end. Big pull. He gets it correct. And then David gets his five in Tarantino. He has one repeat left. He already used the other two earlier. So for him too, as well, just a lot of thinking and right at the end, he pulls it out for the win. Uh, so really tight match, really strong match played by James, like in the lead every time just to just miss that three. And then just to have that points difference there, uh, just gave David that edge, but this was James's match for sure. Um, so really tough loss for him, but he played amazing and, um, sorry to see that his season is going to be done here. But yeah, just a really great surprise win from David. Um, So really excited to see him move forward and see what he does in this tournament as well. Like I said, I just am watching this tournament like a hawk uh, at potential people I may face. I've never made it past a round one in a tournament, let alone a round two. Uh, So that would be huge for me um, if I could really beat Mike and make it to a round three um, and potentially face uh, David, who knows. So yeah, it's it's a long road. Like I have to beat Mike, I, then I have to beat uh, Dan. Uh, so who knows if I can get there? I mean, I'm feeling pretty confident. I'm having the season of my career. I'm working really hard. At this point, we are in last place. Me and Alex are kind of it for the faction to make something happen. So we're not even really looking at points at this point. We're just looking at working hard, playing our best. And now we have 
a bunch of faction mates freed up to help us prepare even harder. So, um, yeah, I have my faction mates putting their all into getting me ready and helping me with whatever they can. Um, and same with Alex. So we're kind of the the last hope for the stars. So we're not really worried about points. We're in last place. There's no way we are catching up in that aspect. So all we can do is focus on the fun of the game and work hard like we have been and just putting our all into just, you know, playing well and, uh, you know, showing that we are down, but we are not out. So that is kind of the motto for the rest of the season for us. We're not looking at the points. We're looking at maybe trying to take points away from other competitors with uh, TKOs and KOs and just maybe moving forward, getting closer to a belt. Uh, so that those are kind of the goals. Points are kind of irrelevant now. It's It's like an old season where points weren't even a thing. So I'm just definitely always keeping my eye on this tournament. When I talk about these matches, I'm really just watching kind of taking notes on what they're knowing, what they're not knowing, what they're missing, what they're getting right, and incorporating all that into my prep. So uh, yeah, it's definitely an interesting way to watch these matches because I've never made it this far in a singles tournament. So like, it's 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 more work for me to now really have to focus on uh, these competitors, not just to talk about them on Machine Mondays, but to potentially have to face them later down the line. So it's kind of weird to think about, um, but exciting. So um, yeah, definitely eyeballing these guys and and David for sure. He's a great competitor. Uh, so those were all our matches released um, for the public uh, this past week. But we also had a big pay-per-view. We had uh, Rick Raddus versus Freddie oh sorry freddie frankie alvarez and uh then we had a championship match between uh mike and amaru moses so uh let's get into that so spoilers ahead if you have not seen that match yet so uh i actually got to be here for this match it was a really fun one <laughs> the the rick raddis character is definitely well suited for uh the world of gucci he just fits into that uh spot like a glove like i think all the competitors uh in the finstock exchange just perfectly embody that faction so well um and they are so ridiculous to watch and to boo uh, and to not root for in the funnest way and I like they are definitely bringing back the early vibes of the Schmodown and I kind of love that about the Finstock Exchange there's not much I love about the Finstock Exchange but I love the energy they bring to making the show you know hit on that wrestling entertainment aspect and just play up the ridiculous smarminess of their characters um it's it's kind of ridiculously great uh so Radis is a great character and Frankie's awesome you want to root for him he's a great guy and uh, I got to meet him and talk to him um he's really cool so I was really kind of rooting for him in this match so it is four to five Rick leading going into that second round uh Alvarez he gets Disney um, he misses the first question, but there's no steal. He gets the second correct, misses the third uh, on multiple choice. Uh, Rick does pick up that one point steal and gets the fourth question correct. Rick, he gets Marvel. He spins away to Spinner's Choice and he surprisingly goes with Meg Ryan. There were a lot of oohs and ahs in the crowd when he picked that. So definitely once you keep people on their toes and surprise with um, some interesting picks that you wouldn't expect, that's kind of always what you want to do with your round two uh, choices. 
So he misses the first question and uh, Frankie does pick up that one point or that two point steal right there uh, on the um, Kate and Leopold question. Then he does sweep the rest. He gets the second, third and fourth questions correct. Uh, So it is 10 to 12 Rick leading going into that third round. So Frankie gets his two in action adventure. He misses it. He gets his three correct in horror, bouncing it back to Rick who gets his two in DiCaprio correct. And then Frankie gets his five in musicals and he misses giving Rick Raddus the win. So pretty shaky match for Frankie, but he holds his own. He hangs in there um, and Rick gets that win. Um, Just cocky as ever. Uh, So (laughs) definitely was a really fun match, especially to be there live and just see that energy of Rick Raddus and his smarmy music and him walking around in his bathrobe. Um, I also got to meet his friend uh, Taylor. That's his name, Taylor, his good friend, Taylor and Taylor's beautiful girlfriend, Jessica. Uh, She was amazing and great to talk to and hang out with. So if you're listening, Jessica, hey. Um, But yeah, definitely really (laughs) have a lot of fun with the Rick Raddus character. Uh, You know, still hold a bit of a grudge for him, you know, being the first loss for my girl, uh, Christy V. But definitely fits in the Finstock exchange perfectly and just love the commitment to that that character work uh then we have the big championship match of course everyone in this match was watching this match live was rooting for amaru you know the uh underdog here to take out mike who you know everyone sees as this villain you know he's he's played that up for forever um you know he came in playing this sweet mr nice perfect guy um and then tried to have this tough guy turn (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's still playing that part. So definitely everyone was rooting for, for Rue to, to pull out this win. So it is eight to seven, Mike leading going into the second round. Mike, he gets lucky as he usually does with that wheel. And, you know, well, I know pers- from personal experience, he likes to whine about how he gets opponent's choice all the time and this and that. But like, he gets pretty lucky. He gets DC a lot. He gets Batman a lot. He got Bond both times he played me. So he can't say he does not get super lucky with that wheel. So he does get Batman and he sweeps, although he does have to check down the multiple choice for one of the questions where he does bring out a ridiculous Alfred uh, accent. Um, (laughs) uh, Then Amaru goes, he gets Middle Earth and he sweeps, goes completely perfect. So it is now tied 17 to 17. Then we get to the betting round. Uh, Graphic novels is spun. They both bet three and they both get it correct, making it 20 to 20 going into the speed round where Amaru dominates. Mike, he buzzes in. He doesn't wait for the full question to be read. He buzzes in too early. He doesn't hear uh, the rest of the question and he answers too quick and misses it. So he loses a point there. He gets the second buzz and gets it correct. And then Amaru just knocks out the last three buzzers and gets those points right there. So that it is 20 to 23 Amaru leading going into that final round. Mike, he gets his two in Marvel, but he misses it. So then he gets his three in DC and gets that correct. Amaru gets uh, his two in fantasy sci-fi correct, bouncing it back to Mike to get his five, which he does pull out his five. Amaru, he gets his three in Transformers, but misses it. And then his five in Back to the Future, which he misses, giving Mike the win. So, yeah, I think there was a lot of talk about the disparity in those five point questions. Mike's felt a little more gettable, whereas uh, Amaru's was very detail based. 
so yeah, like that last bout of the the match, I think Amaru was definitely outplaying Mike a little bit there. But um, I think Robert kind of came in with his uh, post-interview crash, which is kind of now his his trademark thing, um, and did kind of call out that point that, you know, Mike's vibe was a little bit more gettable than Rue's. So that's kind of just how it works. But it was really bummed to see Amaru lose. He played amazing against a great complainer for him to be a, a rookie coming into this and getting into a championship match. Um, so amazing for him. And he definitely will be doing some big things next season for sure. But yeah, it was really hard to see him lose because everyone was really, really rooting for him, pulling for him. Um, and it's never, no one, especially me, never wants to see Mike win. Um, because, you know, the cockiness, the smugness, the nasty Tootsie Pop are come out to play and he just never shuts up. So, um, yeah, it was really bummed to see Rue lose. Uh, but congrats to Mike. He will be defending uh, that belt and I'm ready to see Parker take it off his shoulders. So that'll be great. I'm really excited for Robert to have that opportunity. I mean, this is kind of what we were teased with him since his debut and now he's finally getting that moment. So I'm really, really excited for Robert and I really want to see him take that belt from Mike. I really, really want to see that happen. So yeah, cannot wait for spectacular. So yes, my mic with my mic, my match with Mike is getting closer and closer. So how am I feeling? Um, you know, I'm always going to have that nervous energy no matter who I'm facing, but I'm honestly, like I said, the goal is to have fun and potentially get to spectacular. Um, you know, I've met my personal best, uh, you know, so far in, in this season, I've played the best I've ever played. Have they resulted in wins? No, but I'm kind of used to that. I'm kind of used to working so damn hard and fighting so damn hard and it not always working out how I want it to work out because of luck or just just not my day or whatever. But it's never for lack of trying. So, you know, I'm excited. I'm going into this match really just comfortable and chill and ready to have fun. And yeah, I mean, if I can beat Mike, that's probably not going to mean much to him. He's the IG champion. He, he, you know, he has other things on his mind. He wants to act like he's above losing to me like this means nothing to him that he's just stepping in and helping out his faction uh you know so he can like trivialize this match as much as he wants um but I'm gonna have fun trying to beat him and making him look stupid in the process um it'll be a personal win for me as he's somebody who's beaten me twice um if I can beat him and beat Ben and just get that little bit of kind of inner redemption uh that'll be a lot of fun for me so you know, like I said, I really have nothing to lose. We're in last place already. I've had the, the the season of my career and I'm really excited about that. So yeah, if I could get this win, it would just be a really fun kind of redemptive moment for me uh, uh, personally. Uh, so yeah, if I can do that, I'm happy. <laughs> so yeah, he, he can, you know, talk all the things he's done and run his mouth about, um, you know, how he's scored the most points and any player in his faction is going to win the faction championship and he's going to win his, uh, he's going to defend his belt for the third time and blah, 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 all those things, whatever he needs to tell himself to feel above losing to me, then he can do that. And I'm happy for him. He's, he's great. He's wonderful. Um, good for him. 
but yeah, I'm going into this match really just kind of with a really cool, calm, chill attitude, just remembering to have fun because playing Mike and this rivalry has always been so much fun. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what my focus is, is just having fun with the shit talk and having fun with this rivalry and having fun potentially beating him. So I'm excited. I'm still working hard. And yeah, this is this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> uh, I'm not really feeling stressed. I'm feeling a little nervous, but definitely not stressed because, yeah, this, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, so, yeah, guys, uh, I cannot wait to play this match and talk to you guys about it and see how everything goes and turn out turns out because this is a big one. If I beat Mike, I could potentially be playing the GOAT like aside from sharing a stage with him in a free for all, like I never really saw myself on the stage with, with Dan Merle. So, and even just to get to a third round of a tournament for the first time would just be kind of cool anyway. And if I were to make it to Dan and lose to Dan, like, I don't think I could feel bad about that. I mean, he is the goat. So losing to Dan Merle, like you can't feel bad about that because it's, it's, what people kind of expect to happen. Uh, so yeah, definitely going to have fun, uh, trying to get over this mic hump and then potentially face the goat crazy. So, um, you know, I'll be right here giving you all the honest, juicy, fun details, uh, when all of those things happen. Uh, and I can't wait to do that. So yeah. (laughs) I think that's going to do it, guys, for another episode of Machine Mondays. Thank you so much for listening to this show. But of course, it is not the only show you can find on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. We have Morgan Hasn't Seen every Wednesday, where I force Morgan to watch things he hasn't seen. Uh, We are closing out our spooky season series on ghost movies with Unfriended this week. So please check that out. And of course, we have the main show, It's a Wonderful Podcast, where we give love to those classic films. Uh, we are also talking ghost movies over there. Um, I switch off hosting duties every other week with our other great host, Nolan Dean, but Morgan is the constant host over there. But this week is a Janine week and we are talking Carnival of Souls from 1962. Uh, so definitely look out for that on Friday. Uh, yeah, we got you covered every Monday with Machine Mondays, every Wednesday with Morgan Hasn't Seen, and every Friday with It's a Wonderful Podcast on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. Find it all places podcasts can be found. Of course, we also have the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel. We're trying to build and grow that and do fun little videos over there talking about movies and other fun uh, movie news and TV news and things that are going on. So uh, if you want to be the first to know what's going on with the YouTube channel, uh, check it out uh, at it's a wonderful podcast on youtube.com. Uh, we do want to do a fun Halloween watch along. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, we also have the it's a wonderful podcast, Patreon at it's a wonderful one on patreon.com. If you want to support us, uh, you get some fun perks, fun videos, voting in polls, monthly artwork we do fun sunday live streams with our patrons uh so if you want to help pick content for our shows tell morgan what he's gonna watch help me pick topics for uh, morgan hasn't seen hear my thoughts on movies help me pick things that i'm gonna study for the schmodown uh you know get artwork find all of that on our patreon and just yeah great way to support us if you can we would appreciate that so it's a wonderful one on patreon.com 
uh, find the show. It's a wonderful one on Twitter. Find me on Twitter at Janine Debean underscore Janine Debean on Instagram. I also have a new big cartel shop, g9design.bigcartel.com. If you want to buy art prints, uh, I just opened it. So yeah, I'm, I'm starting my own little business, uh, separate from T public. Uh, but if you do want to get any merch for any of our shows, uh, or check out any of my other artwork and get it on a shirt or a bag or a mask, even you can find those things at my tea public shop at G nine design on tpublic.com. I think that'll do it guys. So thank you for listening to another episode of machine Mondays. I'm Janine the machine and you are the best for listening. Things are really heating up, really getting excited and I'll be back with more <laughs> as always. Uh, So until next time, guys, XO, XO, machine out.